Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today I kind of wanted to take some time to go on a rant about sales taxes on precious metals, specifically here in the United States. And specifically, this was kind of inspired or my my interest was piqued by a news item that recently came out about a uh, bill that was being proposed in the Ohio State Legislature. So it's specific to the state of Ohio. It's actually part of their Ohio State Budget Bill. And this proposal was to reinstate a sales tax on bullion on silver and gold products, six to eight percent, which is which is quite a bit. Now, some of you I understand may already be living in some sort of a jurisdiction where uh, a sales tax like that is is already in place. I know for those of you that are maybe in places like like some European countries, you know, on some gold and silver products, you might be talking about like a 20 percent value added tax that you're paying, which is outrageous. But it's what you guys have to live with. Um, and, and, and the whole idea behind taxes on precious metals, I just see it as, as kind of ridiculous, especially here in the United States. I mean, for two different reasons. Uh, and those reasons are really answered by, they really, the core of these reasons is asking yourself, what are silver and gold? What are the, maybe the best descriptors for them in terms of assets? Because this law, this tax is really treating silver and gold as no different than like a consumer good, right? We already deal with, you know, six to 8% sales tax and a lot of consumer goods, right? You go to Walmart, a lot of those goods will be taxed there with the exception of things like, I think, clothing, um, I think like a, a, a unprepared food, fresh foods, things like that aren't taxed. But, but a lot of the other consumer goods or prepared foods are taxed. That's a sales tax, right? And that's really what this law is treating silver and gold as, as some sort of a, a, a consumer good. But in reality, if I were to think of two terms that would best describe how, how silver and gold should be treated by the law, first of all, the, the term that would come to mind would be like an investment. Now, I'm not getting into the particulars of is it an investment, is it a hedge, okay, whatever. But it's it should be treated as no different as, as a stock, or a bond, or, or SLV, or GLD, right? Like a paper version of, of silver and gold. It should be treated no differently, no different than those types of, of assets or investments. The other term that I would think of to describe silver and gold would be legal tender or, or money, right? As, as defined by the Constitution. Now, maybe that doesn't apply to every single coin and bar out there, but they're not even making an exemption, as far as I know, for things like U.S. minted coins, American silver eagles, American gold eagles, which have a denomination on them. They are, you know, in theory, money. Now, nobody actually uses them for, for their face value because they're worth far more than that. Uh, but it's there, and yet they're taxing it. They're taxing uh, money, and, and they're taxing an investment. You don't have that. If, you're, if you want to go and invest in a stock, let's say you want to buy... Uh, you know, uh, Apple stock or or GE or whatever it is, you, you don't have to pay a tax when you purchase a stock. No, I mean, there's a tax involved there. You, you have the 
capital gains tax, right? If, if you profit on your overall portfolio, you pay a tax on that. And I think that's the case for, for a lot of people in many jurisdictions for silver and gold. Now, I don't know how many people actually report that and how many people actually pay on it, but it's there. But the idea of paying a sales tax to buy a stock or to pay a sales tax on, on the you know withdrawing money from your bank account or, or, or something like that, it's ridiculous. It doesn't happen. If you want to cash a check, you don't have to pay a tax on that. And yet that's how this law is basically treating silver and gold. And I think, you know, honestly, that these types of laws will become more common. And the reason really is, I think, twofold. First of all, the more obvious one is that states and potentially even the federal government want to increase revenues. Now, I don't know how much silver and gold bullion, honestly, is sold in the state of Ohio. I don't think it's enough to to make a considerable different difference in their overall uh state budget you know and yet it's it's part of this budget bill but that is a you know a, a possible reason i mean we look at this total amount of of silver for example that's sold in the united states each year we're talking about maybe 100 million ounces you know, i don't know the exact numbers but let's say we just go on that number 100 million ounces uh i'm sure it varies and it's really hard to kind of capture that total number 100 million ounces at 15 dollars an ounce right that's $15 million worth, you know, and you add premium, maybe 16, 17, 18 million dollars worth of silver. Uh, you know, a six to eight percent sales tax on all of that is not a whole lot. I and mean, we're talking about, and sorry, I should be saying not 16 to 18, 160 to 180, you know, million dollars. Uh, but, but a six to eight percent sales tax and all of that is really a, a drop in a bucket of, of overall. Uh, spending expenses and and revenue for these states it's not a whole lot and you add gold to that which may have a higher amount of uh, of of demand in terms of investment demand bullion demand here in the united states you're still not talking about a whole lot of of extra revenue for these states and yet you know it's it's another way to squeeze a little bit more revenue out of of uh consumers right out of investors now the other reason i wouldn't be surprised if these taxes become more common is you know, I think a concerted effort by governments, and this sounds maybe conspiracy-related, but a concerted effort to protect their currencies. That silver and gold potentially in the future will be seen as, or already are seen as, but but will be seen as more and more of a threat to the establishment of fiat currencies, central banks, the dollar, and, and, and other fiat currencies. Now, I don't think we're at that point right now. I mean, silver and gold investors are, are in the very small minority. Right. How many people? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People do you know that invest in physical silver and gold? I'm, I'm going to guess it's a very small amount of people. And yet in the future, you know, the idea of those types of taxes, I think, are a very real possibility, as well as just increased regulations as a whole surrounding them with the attempt to, I think, dissuade people from, from buying them. Now, other reasons will be stated, right? Uh, it's, it's to avoid uh, or it's to... to Stop people that are trying to avoid taxes. 
it's it's because silver and gold is used as money laundering for for drug trade or human trafficking or terrorism or whatever, right? They'll, they'll throw that out there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see those types of media articles in the future, not unlike what we've seen in the past regarding cryptocurrencies, right? The government likes to have everything under their thumb, uh, something that they can easily track, something they can easily view, uh, monitor, and you know, ideally uh, extract a little bit off the top in, in the form of taxes. So I don't think this this reinstatement of this Ohio sales tax is the, the last time we're going to hear of this. Actually, you know, Ohio used to have a sales tax. It was repealed, and, and as I said, they're reinstating it now. Uh, fortunately, there are a lot of states out there that are very friendly to precious metals buyers. They have exemptions for it. They don't charge a sales tax on it. In fact, I think it was Arizona. There's actually a bill proposal to uh, uh, add silver and gold to, I think, part of like the state's uh, reserves, right? Uh, to, to make part of their overall asset holdings, uh, silver and gold. Not at all a bad idea, I don't think. Uh, just like it makes sense for, for, I think, most investors to have some percentage in silver and gold. Why not a state, right? Countries do it. Central banks do it. Why not a state? But this is just really frustrating to me. I mean, we already pay, in many cases, again, I don't know how often people report it, but we already pay a, a tax on, on any sort of capital gains for silver and gold, you know, in some cases, which is already kind of ridiculous to me. Again, if you are understanding that it could potentially be defined as money or, or legal tender. Uh, but to add a sales tax on at the beginning really, I think, is, is unfortunate. And I think the end result of this is that for those that live in Ohio and, and want to buy silver and gold and invest in it regularly, they'll find some other way to do it. I mean, there are, are plenty of ways to, to skirt this law. I mean, the easiest one being uh, just crossing the border and, and buying it somewhere else without the tax, right? Especially for those that live close to the border. And if you don't, there's plenty of ways you can buy silver and gold that is not from you know one of the big dealers, you know, eBay, or or Appmex or SD Bullion or whatever, right? There's plenty of ways to buy it on, on you know Facebook or something like that, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you know Ohio is tracking, you know, let's say they were tracking uh, bullion purchases, and and all of a sudden, you know, from from whenever this law begins, 2019 or 2020, you know, the the following year, all of a sudden you see the the total amount of purchases uh, drop off a cliff. Not because people are being dissuaded from buying them altogether. That, that may be the case for some people, but because they'll find other ways to buy them. I mean, that's really one of the, the beauties, I guess, of, of the, the fact that we live in a country with a federal government, with state governments, with the local governments, and, and how states can have some autonomy. They can, they can create their own laws, and yet there's still kind of a check on that, which is that a lot of times, if, if it's a really ridiculous law, it's it's probably not going to be a law in all the other states of the union as well, right? The, the same is true for something like gun laws, right? Uh, California, very strict gun laws. And yet, how hard is it for, for somebody to get their hands on a, a gun in a different state? Not that difficult, I'd imagine, Right? Or even, you know, something that, that doesn't even require something like, like a registration or, or, or a background check upon purchase. How about something like magazines, right? Magazine bans are very common in, in places like California, New York, Illinois. How hard is it to just 
you know, cross the border to somewhere else, right? If somebody wants magazines, they can get their hands on it. If somebody wants a, a gun that's banned in one jurisdiction, they can get their hands on it somewhere else, right? And the same is true for this this uh, sales tax. And, and overall, I think it's going to, uh, you know, these types of intrusions on, on Americans. I mean, it's really unfortunate. As I said, we, we don't have to go full board here and say Ohio is doing it because they want to preserve the future of the dollar. No, I, I think the legislators, legislators here... Uh, that's that's probably not their their motivation to, to pass this law or to include this in their budget bill. It's all about revenues. And, and that's kind of the, the story that we see from governments over the long term is that, you know, increasing things like, like income taxes, not all that popular. And yet governments and politicians are incredibly creative on finding other alternative ways to extract that money from from taxpayers, right? I mean, look at things like gas taxes, or 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 all the various registrations that you see out there for whatever you know, permits and registrations. I mean, that's another word for a, a tax, right? Uh, we have capital gains taxes. We have estate taxes. If uh, you know, <laughs> there's plenty, plenty other taxes that that aren't even coming to mind right now. Um, but but it's something we have to deal with on on a daily basis. They're always finding new ways to to uh, take a larger larger chunk, right? Um, and and I think at its core, you know, these types of, of sales tax on bullion is done for that reason, and and it's allowed. It's it's maybe included and, and approved because of just kind of a lack of of knowledge about what silver and gold really are. You know, I think in today's culture, silver and gold are, are maybe seen as investment by some, but but certainly not as as money, not as legal tender, not for, for what they're really valued to be. I mean, the idea of taxing something like silver and gold uh, 200 years ago would have been ridiculous. I mean, it, it was money back then, silver and gold, in, in most countries around the world. It was money. And the idea of taxing something like that would have been ridiculous. And yet, it's what we're dealing with today in our current kind of fiat-based system. So for those of you that live in Ohio, you know, I would encourage you to, uh, first of all, do what you can to, to try and avoid this law from being passed, right? Contact your, your state representatives and whatnot. But beyond that, there's nothing wrong with going across the border and just buying the silver and gold somewhere else. So, I mean... I think a lot of, of Ohio silver and gold investors will not accept that 6 to 8% increase, right? And I think it'd be well worth the trip, especially if you're making large purchases, if you have to space them out more often, just go to, to go across the border and buy it somewhere else. Um, but I think, again, this is something we're going to see more and more, maybe at the federal level, uh, different states. Sure, there'll be exemptions along the way, but you know, as a whole, more and more intrusion. So uh, people will just have to buy, uh, find ways to buy it with without you know accruing that extra tax. Um, so I guess rant over. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this video today. Uh, let me know down below in the comment section. Uh, how would you deal with such a sales tax? And do you have a sales tax in your jurisdiction, European countries or other foreign countries? Do you deal with this? Uh, various U.S. states or cities, do you have to deal with this as well? Let me know down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast. And God bless.